0: Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. You guys, welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. I am extremely excited to introduce you to Susie Tucker who I'm interviewing and having a beautiful conversation with in this podcast episode. Susie is a business mindset coach, and I love... This is just from her Instagram bio, but I feel like it really explains what she does. I have to read it. She helps women in business do the inner work to unlock their full potential. And I, I we talk about the inner work. I'm calling this episode Abundance Within, and we talk about the inner work of abundance. Susie is a private client of mine, and she has done amazing work on herself and with her clients to really embody what it means to have abundance within. And that's why I wanted to interview her on the podcast. And our conversation is absolutely next level. And I think you're going to love it. Um, She does incredible work with her clients, really high level, deep work to help people. One, like, yeah, feel gratitude for what is, feel full and complete with the life that they already have while they create what's next and while they achieve in business. Um, As you guys know, I am a firm believer in the inner work. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation with Susie. I'm excited to introduce her to you and for you to really benefit and reap the rewards of our conversation. I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Susie Tucker. Okay.
1: Hi, Susie. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hi, Amber. I'm so
0: honored to be here. I am so excited to have the conversation, conversation that we have talked about having about abundance within, but before we jump in, let's hear what you want to tell the audience about you and your story and what you're up to. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So I am a business
1: mindset coach, which basically means I help women in business, um, entrepreneurs and non-entrepreneurs too, um, with their mindset, but we dive into the parts of the entrepreneur or business woman in business who um, the parts of you that are holding you back from your full potential in business. So what I think is different about my coaching is that I'm not solely business coaching. We do a lot of inner work um, so that the entrepreneur can make decisions in her business that allow her to be fully fully expressed in her business and reach her full potential. So we do a lot of inner work. Um we do a lot of deep work and I've been coaching now going on two years. Um before this, I was a teacher for 12 years. I taught about little kids first and second grade, which feels like eons ago, yeah. uh, another lifetime. And then after I had my own children, so I'm also a mama. Um, and after I had my own children, I got burned out in education and went into the wine industry. And in the wine industry, I started, uh, I got a job being a trainer for winery teams selling wine clubs. So I learned marketing and sales in that job and I loved it. So I was doing what I was really good at, which was teaching, but learning this new skill of marketing and sales um, and I really, really loved that. And then I always had this dream to be a writer and to write books. Um, and I started sharing my own personal growth messages on Instagram in about 2017. I had also been a serial blogger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started my first ever blog, fun fact, it was called the domestic Darlin', And it was all, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did not know that.
1: Uh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was all um recipes from Pinterest. So I would just like recreate. it was like at the beginning of Pinterest, anyway, fun fact. Um, but in about two thousand and seventeen, I started insta blogging writing about my personal growth journey. I was in therapy for disordered eating and recovering from that. I was working on overcoming perfectionism, like severe perfectionism, um, and just working through a lot of things. And part of I found part of my healing process was writing uh, about things as I moved through them. And I started sharing glimpses of that on Instagram and something really wild happened. People just started coming out of the woodworks into my DMs um, or to my email and saying, when you share your story, I-, I see this piece of myself. And thank you for sharing that. And I was like, Wow, I was completely not in the personal growth space yet. Yeah. Um my therapist introduced me to Brené Brown and The Gifts of Imperfection and then I got hooked from there but it was all at the very beginning so I I didn't know it all happened very organically. Um and so I kept doing that and then fast forward, I the pandemic happened. I lost my job in the wine industry. And I was looking around going, okay, like I, I can't go back to teaching literally. I couldn't, if I wanted to, because everything was shut down. Um, I had to go on unemployment, which I had so much shame about because I actually had always been the breadwinner in my family. Um, and it was a really scary time and I hired, well, I didn't hire, there was a coach who was offering free coaching sessions on Instagram and I took her up on those coaching sessions and she started changing my life. I didn't even know what a life coach was. I thought it was like a cheesy thing you see on yes. the movies. <laughs> well, it is kind of cheesy. Like <laughs> uh, Yes, yes it is. <laughs> still awesome. But uh, yeah, still awesome. So she changed my life and, and- Um, I continued working with her throughout the pandemic and decided, I was like, how do you, is this a thing? Like, could I be a life coach? How do you do this? And she told me, you know, sure you can, if you want to. And so from there, I started building my business. And for the first nine months of my business, I showed up on Instagram every single day and gave a lot of wonderful inspiration and deep thoughts and never made a single dime. Um, and so about that time, you know, things were opening back up. School was getting ready to start that fall and I had to make a decision for my family um, to either go back and get a teaching job, find a different, you know, job that I really didn't want to have or make this hobby. I would have called it at that time, Mm -hmm. an actual business. And I was scared to death um, because I had, I didn't believe that I had it in me to create a business. I thought I was really bad with numbers and math and money and had lots and lots of money issues and stories. Um, and so I, I went all in and it happened really fast once I decided it was going to happen. So in that last quarter of 2020, I went from making $0 to making about 15000 in that last uh, quarter. I found Amber.
0: <laughs> we didn't yeah, start I was going to just- ask you, when did you find me?
1: It was somewhere in that last quarter when I was, when I was actually like, my business was actually moving because I will never forget this. I want to share this story here. Okay. Um, we, we, we were not working together. I didn't okay. believe that I could ever invest and, and actually afford c- coaching. Um, so I had joined a, um, a group coaching program that I was a part of, but I never believed that I could be, you know, your one-on-one client. Yeah. So vision board moment, here we are. <laughs> now I'm yeah, on your yeah. podcast. But um, I'll never forget this. You were like my dream coach, but I had my first, I had again, been making $0 and I in November of 2020 had someone, I had three clients come in and pay in full in a day. And I made $4,000 in a day. So cool. And yeah, I thought it was, but when I found myself that evening after like letting the, you know, the fun part of it wear off a little bit, I found myself yelling at my kids, picking a fight with my husband and feeling, I was sitting on my front porch and I was just like, why does this feel so bad? Yeah. And I didn't have anyone to turn to. No one in my life understood it. My husband thought I was a lunatic because he was like, yeah. you made $4,000 today. Why are you so, in such a bad mood? And I've sent you a voice text and you on were, Instagram. Kind of, yes, on Instagram. Yeah.
0: I actually remember this now. Wow.
1: Yeah, you were kind enough to um respond to me. And I just said, I told you what happened. And I said, listen, like, I know you're not my coach. And one day I want you to be, but I could really use some advice here. Like what's, what's wrong with me. And you told me it was an upper limit problem. Yeah. And I read the big leap after that. So anyway, that yeah. is, that is my story. Um, from that point on, I had a business and um, I started working with you in uh, the following year in March in your mastermind. And now we are one on one and it's killing it. Yeah, it's great. It's going great. It's been a that. long road.
0: Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Cause it's not like, yeah, you know, it's a long road of a lot of things happening outside, it's a lot of things happening inside. Yes. which I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that. It's like so much of our journey. It's like, quote, nothing happened on the outside, but so much happens internally. Like, I think you would agree. Like, do you feel like the same woman as 2020 Susie or are you like pretty transformed, pretty transformed? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I mean, I'm privy to some information, but like, I know you've been on a journey and that's what I want to kind of hear your thoughts. Cause you also Guide. your client's really powerful. You're a really powerful coach and you're writing. If you guys don't follow Susie on social media, you need to, well, she'll share how to find her, but you, the way you write and the way you think about concepts is at a really high level. So I really want to talk about that. Um, so what does it mean to you? Like abundance within, what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah. So I think I started coining the term for myself, building wealth from within, which, Mm -hmm. um, when I say wealth, it really, to me encompasses so much more than just money. So we can use interchange abundance or wealth. Um, I'll probably refer to it both ways on this podcast, but that, that phrase came to me in a really difficult time of my business when the journey felt like, Um, you know, my, I had a business, it was working for all purposes. I was bringing in money, but it was very feast or famine. And during the famine times, I couldn't get out of my own head. I couldn't get out of my own way. Um, and I will never, never forget. There are lots of moments. I'll never forget, uh, Amber of your coaching. But one of the times, I think the precursor to this, um philosophy being born was you talked to me about surrendering you talked to me about finding sufficiency in those months um and during those times when it wealth felt like the an abundance felt like the fur- furthest thing away from me because all i could see at that time was my bank account and it did not seem abundant yeah. in those famine months and um so when you when you first explained that to me and we first started talking about that i understood it from theory and i think this is like a great thing for us to talk about on this podcast today too is like understanding as a coach um philosophies or principles from theory yeah. and even teaching them from theory because i was like teaching it i was yeah. teaching sufficiency and surrender and yet i really was not embodying it and so when it really hit me that I had to turn inward with what I had, with who I was, with where I was on my journey and let that be not just enough, but let it be amazing. Let it be abundant.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, to get to that point, you know, it was almost, I mean, I won't call it a rock bottom because this is I don't know, you know, it's not, it wasn't truly a rock bottom. That's, that's very, I guess, dramatic to say, but it definitely was, I call it the edge, like the verge of burnout or the <laughs> right on skating on the edge of burnout in my business. And it was heartbreaking because I couldn't imagine doing anything else in the world, yeah. but but I couldn't see how I could ever make it flow, the abundance flow. And um, again, we had talked about these principles so much of sufficiency and, and surrendering to where you are and abundance. And, um, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't embody it until finally I was at the place in one of those famine months where I was in so much internal suffering that I I kept asking. And I was even having this conversation with you of like, maybe this is not maybe I'm not cut out for entrepreneurship. I remember that. Yeah. I would love for you to tell everyone (laughs) what you told me because it was, it like turned it back and gave me ownership of it. Um, and I, I think you've, you've taught something somewhere in the matrix about just like this was your choice. Like nobody, nobody made you do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what you told me. Yeah. And when you told me that I was like, it put so much in perspective for me that, I actually was living the life that I wanted to be living. Was- I wasn't showing up to anybody's office on Monday morning. Yeah. I wasn't calling in sick when my kids were, you know, needed a day, me to be home with them. Um, I wasn't playing by someone else's rules. Mm-hmm. And I had also been asking, you know, God, like, is this for me? And yeah. I got this very audible, <laughs> um, this very audible voice hit me across the head, actually, while I was cleaning up puppy poo.
0: Um, (laughs) The most luxurious, great timing times. It was luxurious, (laughs) yes.
1: And it, it said, it's not that this isn't meant for you. It's that you are meant for so much more. And I understood exactly what that meant in that moment. And that was, you are to live your life you are to be abundant in this life that you have. And finally, all the things that we had been, you know, talking about and coaching on sort of clicked into place in this very divine moment of um, glamorous moment. <laughs> and,
0: all, I had, I've had moments like that. It's like yeah. the most profound things come in the least profound. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. But I, I learned then, I, I recognized then that it was, it, I wasn't living in me- mental hustle. I was living in this um, future that was always scarce. I was living in so much lack. And so that, that moment I, I decided, okay, this is time to actually start living this amazing life that I have and seeing it for what it is. And at that moment in time, I had to go inward because external, um, in my mind at the time, the bank account was all I could see. And it wasn't where I wanted it to be. And so, and it felt scary. Yeah, that is Um, it is
0: scary. Like that's a scary circumstance.
1: Yes. And so I I ultimately in that moment made the choice to go in, go inward and be with myself. And then all of the things that I had been have been teaching my clients, it was like you got to walk your walk right now um and so it was meeting myself with compassion and love and acceptance of my circumstances and of who i was being in the circumstance that was another big question that i had been exploring with you for a long time who are you being yeah again i knew it from theory i understood it i was even t- teaching it from theory but it wasn't until i had to make that
0: powerful decision um of yeah well I remember the moment where I was like is this work real for you mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if I said it that way but that's really what you were pondering like does mindset work does the inner work oh, actually yes. create results or not because I think from theory you're like oh yeah in theory mindset work and inner work is what like the foundation of success is right you have to believe it you have to yes. be it but then it was like do I really believe that? Like you, I remember some of the boxer conversations, like, do you actually believe that shifting something inside can create something on the outside?
1: Yes. I do remember that it was such a, you know, like at one of those moments where I was so called out with, with so much love, but it was like, I really did at that moment, had to just had, I had to make a decision. Like, do I believe in this? Because I remember I was questioning, like I was saying, basically, in my, um, in this very victim place, like, but Amber, look at me, look at all the mindset work that I do. Look at all the thought, look at all of the work I do. I do. I'm a good student. Yes. You know, I'm a great student. (laughs) Yes. And look what's happening. Like it's actually not working. And that was the moment where I realized you, you do, it's working. (laughs) It's looking inside and, Everything changed in that moment. And I started the work on myself of building that wealth from within of recognizing that the inner work was the wealth. <laughs> the ability to be able to be aware of all of that and make a powerful shift in the perspective um, is the wealth. I think in the, it's in the abundance book that it says your conscious awareness of the consciousness is is the supply is the supply. Yeah Yes and that's a very hard mm-hmm. principle
0: to embody embody. yeah I think the theme that you are really speaking to is the difference between knowing something in your mind and really like living it as truth. Right. Yeah. It's like the difference between reading a book about riding a bike and riding a bike are two very different things. And I think in our industry, what the kind of coaches that are being weeded out are, and this is, you had to go through your own refining or spire here to become the coach that's embodied yeah. it. Because the coaches that only teach from their mind, who are like basically reading the book about riding a bike and teaching how to ride a bike, they're getting weeded out because what you just walk through, they burn out that you chose to stay and you chose to really live the principles of abundance within.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um right. and I love for your story, maybe we can talk about this like you made that shift and your big month, like your big breakthrough month didn't come right away. It did come, but not like in that moment. You had the trust and the certainty yeah. and the principles within yourself before the big month came. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was interesting because
1: in the in that moment that all of these things happened and it really did feel i keep saying moment and it really did feel like a moment mm-hmm. it was very zoomed into this i can like picture it was late at night you know everyone was in bed it was just me and um, um and then the days that followed that the perspective shift that i had was so refreshing it was like i i woke up the next day and thereafter with new eyes for everything which is the abundance. Yes. Right? That is abundance the abundance now, right? Yes. It was now and, and nothing did change. No, I still yeah. woke up with the same bank account. Bank account? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um and I um I decided, you know, that that moment to just just be there. <laughs> I, I don't know um I don't really know the best words for it, it was just being in that moment and letting it be going back to this thing that I had been, you know, learning the sufficiency, like letting it be sufficient and really letting it be enough and surrendering to the, the day and the moment. And I teach my clients when we're starting this work together, like when we, at the beginning of our work together, um, and their minds are running wild and anxiety are running wild and stories that haven't happened. um, I always say, you know, Come back into this moment and ask yourself, say, my sentence stem that I share with my clients is, but the truth is.
0: The truth is.
1: So I always was telling them, come back to the moment, like see the story. That's your awareness. Come back to the moment and say, but the truth is. Mm -hmm. And and I always tell them, sometimes you have to, but the truth is yourself Mm -hmm. a thousand times a day. And it feels exhausting but you're going to be using that mental energy one way or the other. Yep. You may as well use it for your growth. And so that's what I did, Amber. I felt like I actually stepped into the truth of myself as a coach. And I, every moment that my mind wanted to go, but the bank account still not, I went, but the truth is, yeah. but the truth is, and I would kind of anchor back to this, refreshing perspective that I had been given or that I had given myself rather, um, that I had finally seen. And I started doing things f- to take care of, of myself. I started getting myself out of mental gridlock. So the how I know everyone is always like, but how that sounds great. <laughs> All the mindset work you were doing, but how, and my how, it's and this may, may not be everyone's, but it was, I started I actually created a program from it um, for myself. I, I literally sat down one day at my notebook soon after all of this had happened. And I wrote, I realized that I was kind of like out of way out of balance because I was just mentally gridlocked by my business um, and in lack. And so I wrote down Operation Harmony for Susie. <laughs> huh. um, and I started like writing down all the things that I wanted to do in my life, and realized, you know what? I I can't. It's too much. It's it's too big of a list. What can I do? And, and one of the things was walking. And so I just started going on walks every single morning. And on those walks, I would go um, media free. So no podcast, no no music even. Sometimes I would do this walking meditation that was in my earbuds. But I would spend the first half of I would go a whole hour. And spend the first half of the hour in um, tapping into my highest self, just tapping into that. But the truth is, but the truth is, but the truth is. And there were a lot of tears shed and there was a lot of, you know, as you say, refining moments. I live in the country and was walking on a dirt road. It was like, I feel like that dirt road held so many, (laughs) so many um, transformations for me. And with every day that I would walk, I would notice this channel opening to receiving these powerful downloads about what to do in my business. And I just decided to trust them. Yeah. Um, And things started moving immediately. I started selling my program Operation Harmony and people were coming into that and signing up for the calls and all of these different things started coming to me. And I just, I just went with them. And one of the things you and I had talked about so much was, the masculine and feminine principles of business. Again, another thing I could understand from the textbook version. But in that moment, I realized okay, I'm a manifesting generator. I can do a lot, but when I have the download, I have to press play, I have to go do it. And so I was getting all of these downloads and then going and taking action. And I sort of fell into this rhythm in that moment. And, um, it started working. The The popcorn started popping and that, yeah, it was, it started leading up to the really big month.
0: Yeah. I remember voxing you like the download always comes. I yep. remember like, cause when you're in that lower consciousness state where you're like, nothing's working, my bank account sucks. I don't feel abundant. Like, and that's not just you. That's like all of us, all of us have those down moments the the intelligence the download the solution isn't even available in that moment and so i think what you're t- describing is like what do you do when you're in the low and how do you kind of spiral up so that you can be available for a download or a, a program or an opportunity to make more money to solve the problem and so i mean that's mm-hmm. really personal i think you described some of the things but if so if you're talking to someone like someone's listening they're like in the low right now what would you tell them to do
1: mm-hmm. yeah i um i i tell i describe this as like removing the umbrella so you are in the low but you're like shielding yourself holding up this umbrella shielding the intelligence <laughs> from yeah. yourself um and <sighs> something that so I'm going to kind of bounce back a second before I answer your question. Something that I think was my umbrella for so long, and it's a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky umbrella was I I was, I was doing the things, right? Like I was meditating every day. I was reading the books. I was um, journaling. I was doing all the feminine work, but the reason, the reason I was doing it. And I don't know, you probably had to point this out to me a hundred times before it finally like sank, <laughs> but the reason I was doing it was so that yep. it, it would make me money if I could only journal enough, if I could only meditate enough, if I could only make, money. so I was really taking action from, a, from scarcity, yeah. um, doing the feminine work from scarcity. So that was my umbrella. So if someone's in the low right now, I would really get curious about what, what is your umbrella? What is blocking you, um and getting really raw and honest with yourself of like, are you because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially coaches, because we teach this, so we're in in the personal growth space, and we are like, but I'm doing all of the things. yeah, I would question I would get really curious and question yourself, why are you doing those things? That may be the umbrella that's brought blocking your downloads
0: that's blocking the intelligence. And this is a good, like, I'm glad we got here because one of the questions I get the most is like, I don't get the be, do, have model. Like, I don't get what you mean, but you have to be it first. And what you're describing right now is the sneakiest, hardest thing to embody because you don't get it until you get it of like, when you were meditating, when you were journaling, I remember this, we kind of, kind of called it like manic manifesting. <laughs> like, yeah, yes. I don't like where I am. I want money now. So I'm going to meditate. And you're like okay i meditated where's the money like hello <laughs> i did the thing and but the the thing the seeker was like who you were being when you were manifest or when you were meditating or when you were drilling was the lack susie you were like lost in the the being i'm not it's not here i don't have what i want i am experiencing severe scarcity so i meant so i'm meditating <laughs> and, um so it's like backwards thinking right you had to actually figure out how to be abundant in your life and then meditated and then journaled and then went for a walk. And I remember some of the things like the miracles and the mundane that you witnessed in your kids and where you lived in your marriage, all of a sudden, like your life was full mm-hmm. and it still feels, I can tell you still feel that way. Definitely.
1: Yeah, something I want to, again, I'm going to bounce back to that question because I was thinking about this while you were talking, but someone who's feeling that low right now or who's really, you know, in that lack, um, I think something that I was able to tap into, I I really talk a lot about embodiment. I teach a lot about embodiment, meaning going to your body. I don't know where this quote is from, um, but it's your mind will lie. Your body never will. Yeah. Um, and so trusting that trusting your emotions, I am someone who is a really big fan of emotions and emotional freedom, but emotional freedom to get to the abundance comes from processing through the emotions that don't feel good. And so when I would go on those walks, um, when I was media free, I would allow the scarcity to be there. I would feel it in my body when it came up. I would, I stopped resisting it. And I think like the meditating and the, you know, when I was manic manifesting, those were like these band-aids that I was putting on, um, the scarcity instead of just allowing it to be there and letting the scarcity ride in the passenger seat Mm -hmm. alongside me, um, let the fear ride there, let the anxiety ride there. And I learned, uh, to really embody like meaning let the scarcity be in my body. And I the the phrase that I would always use is but the truth is so it'd be, my mind would go wild with why I should feel scarce and then I would anchor back to but the truth is and those feelings of anxiousness those feelings of scarcity those feelings of fear or rejection or whatever they are they really do dissipate when you sink into your body and you uh, you allow that intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that again. That's the intelligence. Yeah. That's what I have figured out. The intelligence all along was the anxiousness, the fear, the scarcity in my body and that sounds really weird. But if you're feeling that, there's messages there. Yes. I just wasn't open that's why I said the umbrella. Yeah. I wasn't open to receiving the messages for a long time and it it, yeah. it does take sometimes it does take us to get to the point where we're like at the bottom, like, okay, there's nowhere else to go. But I would invite you, if you're going through that right now to get curious in the lap, to get curious in the anxiety, to get curious in the the lower emotions that you're feeling of what messages do they have for you? Because the emotions, the lower emotions are always the red flag and they have a lot of intelligence in them.
0: We just Don't want to yeah we want to get out of them so fast because something's gone wrong or this is not good and we try to like exit yeah and we miss the lesson
1: I think they they often are telling us where we're out of alignment and out of integrity and that was a hard pill for me to swallow and I think it's a hard pill for a lot of coaches to swallow because we are in like the knowledge piece and we do the things but if we're not being in alignment and in integrity with what we teach those feelings are going to pop up there's yeah. those lower feelings and that's the message that was the message for me anyway that was my experience
0: yeah because you were trying to birth some pretty big programs at that time mm-hmm. and to to lead we're gonna we'll talk about your offers um but to lead amplify and to lead a conversation about wealth from within like you do you really had to do that. And what's interesting is a lot of my listeners and and coaches in general, like have big things that they want to share. But when the hardship comes to refine them into the woman that can actually lead that conversation, we think something's gone wrong instead of like leaning in and accepting, this is my work. Mm -hmm. This is it. The Amplified program was born with the tagline,
1: creating wealth from within. Um, I had just had my biggest month ever. And then it dipped to like $1,000 the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it went from like $14,000 to like $1,000. And then it was like jerking all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that, that had to be a fluke, you know? And, 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 but I was building Amplify from, from that textbook knowledge, from this like theory in that place. Yeah. And I remember you saying, Susie, <laughs> to be the woman who teaches, amplify wealth from within, you have to, you have to, you have to be in integrity with that. Yeah. And I did not want to hear that at the time. I know
0: it's <laughs> like you said, it was a tough pill to swallow, but like the people, like, this is what I found. If you're willing to take the medicine, you can become the one to distribute the medicine to that could not be more true. And I mean I always
1: think honestly like I always feel like I've been able to help my clients really powerfully and even when I was going through my own things but like how I show up and and move through the world now when I'm writing content when I'm creating programs when I'm with my family like it feels so different to me and I I know it I know it's it's felt by others too. So I know the work I'm doing is even more potent because of the lightness within me, because of the, um, peace and freedom and the freedom came. So to kind of like tie a bow on where we've been talking about the wealth from within or abundance from within the freedom didn't come from, yes, I ended up having a really big month, um, later down the road, but it didn't come from that. It really didn't because that month was really interesting. So this was, um, this past August. And the money trickled in, it didn't come in in like all at once. Right. And so because of the spot that I was in, when it trickled in, like I had stuff to pay. So it was going out at first, as fast as it came in, because I needed to catch up on things. And so even though um, it ultimately ended up being that throughout the month, it wasn't just like this big chunk of money sitting in my bank account, which is, I think a big misnomer that people (laughs) assume when someone talks about their big months, that there's just this big chunk of money sitting in their bank account. And I think often that's not the case. No. And so even if you have a lot of money coming in, you can still feel that scarcity if you're just looking at the number on the screen.
0: Yeah. Well, and this is what's interesting. I think you would agree. You probably coach on this with clients as well. It's like, like what you, how we started our relationship, like what you mentioned on Instagram, you had a big month for you at the time. It was a $4,000 day and you felt scarcity. You felt deep lack. And what's interesting is I've seen clients have $80,000 mm-hmm. months and still feel lack. Like it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you don't have abundance within, if you don't understand how to embody that, no matter what's going on circumstantially, it won't matter what number it is. You'll feel it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah. So that month I was literally walking in this or, it was like this dance of trust and action and trust and action and um, being aligned being in alignment and living my life was a really big part of it. I was, you know, having so much fun with my family and, and doing work, working a lot less. I know this sounds really cliche and I finally get it. Like, <laughs> it's not that it's not, you're working as hard you are, but when you take the action that's potent, that like really, I you can't see, but I'm going to give the visual here. I always show my clients, like I'll dra- draw two side-by-side circles and take a ballpoint pen and like a fat tip Sharpie. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing and what a lot of entrepreneurs do is we take that ballpoint pen and we feel like we have this ground to cover. So we should just, you know, peck our way, making little tiny marks to cover the ground. Yeah. And and our brain tricks us to think, oh, that's productive. So you did good. <laughs> yeah. But when you learn to do the the you know aligned action that is actually part of the intelligence that you get from your body that you trust that download all of those things, it's taking that fat tip sharpie oh, and just holding it down. I <laughs> love this metaphor. Yeah. And it it covers so much more ground with less you know, the same amount of ground or more with much yes. less intent, a much, le- not less intention with much less, um, energy. Yeah. So the message here is you take quality, you give quality attention and intention to that action that's aligned yes. and it goes so much deeper and you, know, oh, you live man. your life. <laughs> yeah. One of the, one of the big downloads that I had on one of my walks one day was, take action and live. And that's kind of, it, it came, then I came and did that on a little sticky one day Um when I was talking to a client and I was like, okay, like this feels like the dance. You take action, aligned action. That's important, yeah. right? It's like the, the action
0: Creative. that,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then you go live your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that this whole conversation about take action and live is really missing because I think it can be tempting to be like okay I need to peck that pen a little bit more like I could sneak in like a couple more comments on Instagram and I can like write one more post tonight and meanwhile like your babies are growing older you're married your partner is sitting on the couch waiting for you to come home like really be home at, with them mm-hmm. and that's abundance and you're missing it you know, and I say you, like in general, a lot of people miss the abundance that's already available in their life, hoping to create a bank account of abundance when they're missing the abundance that's already available. Like boom, that was the whole like
1: piece of this conversation.
0: I think you should say it again. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good. I I think part of our work and like what I really challenge you and like you were able to take the medicine, not everyone is, but I think you're really coachable, which makes you a good coach. Um, was like, you're missing the abundance. And like, I bet one of the, but the truth is moments for you was like, but the truth is I already have what I want. It was, And most people aren't willing to see that they make, you know, they see, oh, well, so-and-so had a $50,000 a month. I'm not going to feel abundant until I have that bank account. But what we don't see is like, to me, the definition of abundance that I think you and I share is like abundance in all things. I don't want just an abundant bank account or business. I want to have a thriving marriage and death with my kids and a deep spiritual life and time, a luxurious amount of time to think and to read and to be and to play and to pick my kids up at school. And like, it's not just what's in my bank account. I want it all. And that takes a level of belief, but also like what we're talking about and what Susie teaches and I teach as well is like, Finding the sufficiency that's already existing and trusting it, right? Trusting it, yeah.
1: I remember this example. It, I thought about it when you were talking, where um, and I shared this with Amber, and it was a really shameful moment for me as a mother because I stopped wanting to tuck my kids, spend a lot of time tucking my kids in at night. Yeah. I would like rush through that because I wanted to go to my room and crack open a book because that book had something that it was going to make you money, you no, know, right? Yeah. So anyway, when I when I was I had had, you know, all the ahas that I've described here today. And I was in bed with my daughter, um, one evening and my mind was going to that place of like, you know, I wanted to listen to a book or read a po- or podcast or listen to a book or something like that. And I asked, I did the, but the truth is, and I felt in my body, like my body felt comfortable there, but my mind wasn't like my body felt abundant there, but my mind wasn't. So there was a the discord. Yes. So I sank into that moment. This is why I think embodiment work is so important in listening to your body, because my body was, my body wanted to be there. Yeah. My mind didn't. So I was like, but the truth is, and I I got the like knowing of this is exactly where you need to be. And so I just trusted that. It felt uncomfortable because my mind was still like, but, 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 but trusting that gave me so much abundance. And this was before I had the big month. It was like one of the moments and I could talk about so many like that. Um, where I was using the intelligence of my body and, and, and then going like standing up to my, my, a whole brain, um, Mm -hmm. and trusting the intelligence that came through from my body and from the inner voice that I found those beautiful moments in my life that I had honestly been missing so much of, but it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't sit there and go, Oh my gosh, I'm so guilty that I haven't been doing this. I should have, I should know. I just went, I'm right here right now. And this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And this is, this is the abundance I want. I don't need to now
0: beat myself up for the times I haven't been here. Right. I'm here now. That's just more lack. It's, it's yeah. interesting that, that our society does that a lot where we like layer lack with lack, like, oh, I noticed that I haven't been present with my kid. Now I have to beat myself up about not being present with a kid. Like, that's not yeah, to me. This that's... is why I love the coaching industry. It's like an immediate moment. You're back in full abundance. The past isn't even real you're, you're here now and you had everything that you needed in that moment. I think that you spoke to something that our mutual friend made. I I I totally had that (laughs) conversation. Sorry. What was that?
1: Oh no. I I think we had a little lag. I was just saying I was having that exact conversation about the past with my son this morning in the car on the way to school.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that like, that's good for us as parents to lead too. like in a moment, everything can shift. But something that you mentioned, and we have a mutual friend, Megan, who's also on the podcast, and um, she talks about training the animal. And I think that that's part of the work too, is like witnessing that your brain is going to keep offering you thoughts of lack and problems, and you don't have to buy in to it. Yeah, that that
1: is, I mean, that's what you call, you know, personal power, right? Like that's yep. your personal power is that you don't have to buy in. And, and you are allowed to come at that voice and say, Hey, no, you know, thanks. Thanks. But you're no longer needed. You are excused of your duties. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that, I think that, you know, this is a whole nother, this is a whole nother conversation, but I think the important part of that, when you learn the awareness of the brain offering all the lack and problem, and then you learn that you can you can override that. It's not about like, go away. It's about meeting it with love. Yes. And that's actually, and compassion. And that's actually what dissolves. That's what quiets the brain. You're never going to quiet the brain by saying, shut up, go away. (laughs) I don't like
0: you. I I hate you. Yeah,
1: it does. Yeah. So that's a whole, that's a whole nother
0: conversation. I think that speaks to our work about non-judgment. You know, we've mm -hmm. done a lot of that, you and I, but I think in general, you and I both also teach it that we don't judge it. We are watching it. And I like how you described it. It's in the car. You're like, Hey, just take a seat. I'll drive, but you can come. (laughs) And I'm not going to say, get out. I'm not going to say you're wrong or bad, or I hate you. It's just like, I'm watching you and I'm actually like seeing it and it's okay. And what's interesting is that's when it dissipates. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We're kind of wrapping up, but yes. is there anything else that you think is relevant or important for the the listeners to know about creating abundance within?
1: I think that the most important thing I want you to take away from this episode is you hear a lot of coaches say you already have everything that you need within you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you may not understand what that means. You may think like okay you're saying that to me but where is it? Yeah. Cuz it looks like she's got it over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what I want you to know is it is in your emotions. <clears throat> it is in your body. It is there. There are messages encoded into your body. That is actually where you're going to find your own codes of how to create actual like money wealth, how to make your business grow, how to love yourself through all of the, you know, lower 50. When people say you already have everything you need within you, it is in your emotions. It's in your body. And so it's, it's like the non-resistance of that. And instead getting curious and compassionate with yourself. So I wanted to share that because I think that's thrown around a lot. Yeah. You already have it within you. And the way to build abundance from within is to know like, well, where is it coming from? What's well, in your emotions? It's where it starts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you shared a lot of examples of that, of one, making peace with the negative emotions and looking for the intelligence. I think that that's huge. That has been a lot of my work is like, what's the intelligence here? Like, and if I try to exit this emotion, I'm going to miss that. And so I think it's both generating the abundance and gratitude and awe and being with the lack and the fear and the doubt Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. I love it. Okay. Susie, this was a rich episode and I am not surprised. I knew it would be amazing. Um, but I'd love for you to tell us what you're up to and where they can find you and how they can work with you.
1: Awesome. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Susie Trigg Tucker. Um, and what's coming up is my mastermind amplify is evolving to two new programs. So this is the first time I'm actually saying this. Um, I don't know when this episode will air, but haven't said this on my own Instagram yet, but I will be having a, my first ever program coming up. Uh, it'll be a year long program called the Amplified Woman Experience. And you can look out for that, um, next month in, in November. Again, I'm not sure when this will air, but it'll be, uh, launching in November. And then my Amplify mastermind is evolving into a small group that's no longer identifying as a mastermind. Um, And it's going to be called Amplify Elite. And that will be um, coming soon as well to start in January of 2023. So keep up with me on Instagram and you can see all the happenings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hang out with Susie. Because like I said at the beginning, I'm like you, your words and your coaching um, are very powerful. So Get connected thank, you.
1: thank you, Amber. Thank you. And thank you. I, I thank you for all of all of your contributions to
0: my evolution and expansion as well. Well, you know, I mean, this is like opening a rabbit hole, but like you created me for your world. So, so <laughs> it's I did, yes. Um, and I really think that's important <laughs> for you to see that like you chose me as your mentor for a very specific reason. And so even though I facilitated yeah. a lot of the work for you, like you chose it you really did you opted into yes. the work so that you could be the woman that you are and I wanted to acknowledge that for you because I've been privy to a lot of your um your growth and like yeah. I mean you're just getting started I know more will come but like I really feel like that moment of like there was Susie before and there was Susie after like I remember that moment for you too and yeah. so I just want to shine a light on like the epicness of who you are now um as a result of all the work that you were willing to do that a lot of people frankly will never be willing to do and that quality. Thank you. So, thank okay. You. Well, thank you so much. All um, right. I love thank you your guys so much like for having me. On. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you thank so you. much for having me. All yeah.
0: right, bye. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love The Matrix, where I coach, teach, and mentor entrepreneurs like you about what I call the art of entrepreneurship. It really is the Year of Miracles, where we combine business strategy with doing the inner work where you take your business to the next level, check it out and join the wait list at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix.